Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! What are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This topic is creative writing. Hmm. My name is Jimmy, and I've seen Back to the Future three separate times. It's been re-released into theaters. My name is Jeff, and Supernova was my favorite Mountain Dew flavor. My name is Dan, and I just bought a pair of mustard yellow colored sneakers. Oh, what brand? Uh, Vans. Okay, I was going to guess Saucony. Saucony? Yeah. No, they're old school, low tops. Okay. Very nice. Grain mustard or yellow? Well, I wouldn't say grain because they're not like speckled. That would be dope though. That would be just like a a print of (laughs) coarse ground mustard. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. I was looking to see if you were wearing them, but I had to have known that you were wearing your moose leather slippers. Sleepers. They're mocks. Moose leather moccasins. Moccasins. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. We just made a Back to the Future joke. It's pretty good timing. I know. That's what made me think of it. I was like, I need to do this one now. I must have seen it the same amount because I think I've gone to you, gone with with it to you. Yeah, all three times. Yeah. One time with your dad where I spilled popcorn everywhere. And I won the trivia (laughs) in the whole entire theater and you were upset that I knew more about Back to the Future than you. Yeah. And then we watched the trilogy. They did the trilogy in theaters. At Cinemark. At Cinemark, yep. And you showed up late. I, yeah. I, work. I, yeah. Like a noob. He showed up in part two. What an idiot. No, it was the end of part one. The end? Yeah. Ugh. And then we saw probably the most fun time. Yeah. At the Alamo, Alamo Draft, Draft House. House. That was good. The trilogy all on 35 millimeter, right? Yep. Yep. With food and drink specials. Yep. I had the flux capacitor, which got me a little tipsy. <laughs> uh, me and Adam got a little tipsy that night. It was fun. Yeah. Adam gets a little tipsy every time he goes to Alamo Draft <laughs> House. Sometimes we have to carry him out and he sleeps the whole way home. That was much home. better than when we saw all five Rambo films in one day. That was yeah. a lot. <laughs> was, I was not going to do that. that was, I'm glad it happened, yeah, but I'm too. very glad it's over. <laughs> I really love the part where Rambo created Al-Qaeda. That was dope. <laughs> oh, no. At the end of Rambo 3, the, <laughs> there's a shot that says this film is dedicated to, to the, the brave men of yeah. Mujahideen. Oh, that's right. Because they they did they yeah, show that they were fighting film? Russia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the original film, and, and the the greatest thing was being because that's audience, been fixed, I believe. Just just laughing our asses yeah. off, like oh boy, yeah. he made Al Qaeda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard that that's gotten fixed and re releases. It's awesome. Mm. That's funny. Yeah, great. This is this has been good. Hey Can Dan, I, yeah. Do we have any reviews this week? Uh, we do, but I would like you to read it, Jimmy. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think you should. All right. Five stars from Bren901. Hey, talk me into. My name is Son of a Fitch 3.0, and I have listened to your podcast for about a week now. I got into it because my brother is one of the hosts. I especially like the Rick and Morty episode because it is something I had originally hear of. Okay, he's 14, guys. Cool. He gets a pass. He's 14 now? Yeah. Oh, man. I remember when he was a little baby child. Oh, yeah. yeah. Comic books from his house. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny that he reviewed that because right after this review came out, I found someone 
in my life who has a weird podcast connection to him. Did oh, yeah, that's story? true. Yes. This is weird. I have heard this. Do you know this story, Jeff? I Maybe. Oh, so our friend Seth, his girlfriend Donata, is a listener of the podcast. And one day she was texting me. She is a music teacher at a local middle school. And she's like, I think Jimmy's brother was one of my students. Yeah. And I'm like, what? She's like, I have this student named Brennan that I love. And he was talking about a podcast that talks about the Beatles and I asked him what it was called and he said talk me into <laughs> it's pretty funny cute. yeah it's super cute yeah it is a funny little connection but um yeah so thanks Bren I appreciate the five star review and, tell all uh, your young friends to listen to us yeah we're clean sometimes oh he choose to be he's 14 he knows swears yeah that's true I knew swears when I was 14 I knew I listened to Out of Step Radio when I was 12, so I knew a lot more than yeah, Slayers. Yeah, that's, that's bad parenting. <laughs> that's just... Anywho. We that's don't have any anywho's. Yeah. <laughs> Creative for this episode. Yeah. For first-time listeners of the show, you are about to experience for the first time a segment... That we don't have a name for, but we poorly describe before launching into it. Always. And it is the part of the show where we talk each other. No. No, we don't. That's later. See, (laughs) I'm further proving the point that we describe it poorly. poorly. We're just telling everybody in the world that wants to hear what we've been talking ourselves into this last week or so. Nothing like, I'm not going to talk Dan into buying mustard shoes. He did it on his own. So we're not going to make it an episode. But if I were to do that. You know, I'm talking myself into different colored shoes. You might have talked me into buying grainy mustard shoes. That's if a good I idea. find those, I will buy the god of them. Sorry, Jim. Sorry, Jim. No. <laughs> that was a powerful one. You should put an explosion sound instead of a beat. <laughs> he already did, guys. You just heard it. You just heard it. So Not unless they don't do it. This week, don't don't be like Jeff. You didn't tell me this is such a big thing. Don't read too much into it. It's just a little thing. Oh Uh-oh. God. He's like, I have two kids out of wedlock, (laughs) talking myself into raising them better. (laughs) That's classic Jeff. People don't know this, but Jeff, Jeff Jeff and I have been friends since we were children, and he keeps so much of his personal life secret, and it'll just like leak out. Jeff, you are a very secretive person. The the only reason I didn't say this one to you, because it's not even really a good story. It's just a little funny thing. Let's hear it, Jeff. Let's hear it. I'm moving to Kentucky. (laughs) Oh. Well, maybe to vote up McConnell, that old bag. Sorry for getting political, guys. You can turn us off now, you snowflakes. I said something bad. I have been talking myself into, not really, but buying a house, maybe? Yeah. But not really. We're just in, we're just thinking about it, scoping things out, seeing if it's something we're going to do in the future. But as we were looking just online, we saw this house that looked nice. And it's close by, and it was ridiculously cheap. So I was like, oh. something's wrong. This shit haunted. Where is it at? It's in Meriden. It's super close to my job. It's nice. it's centrally located uh, in Connecticut. The house was built in 1790, and I love that. That is so cool. I'm like, wow. That's I love old houses. The house I live in now is made in 1870, and I'm like, that's cool. It's 150 years old. Imagine all the things that happened here. And it's weird. And like, we don't know what happened. It's probably haunted. So we, we look at this house and like, she's looking it up and she found a picture of the resident there from like 
1902 and she's definitely a ghost now like she has to, like the, i'll show you the picture and we'll tweet it out like the type of woman that looks like she was born to be a ghost yeah like she was <laughs> never a baby she appeared on earth in As this form and then became a ghost. yeah it's crazy so this house was ridiculously cheap and i was like we might be able to get this it's now. probably a crack house no 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 it's not like it looked good so we went to go see it and like Whoever lived there last, they done they they have some stuff up because the bank took it back. So like we're we're not getting it is the point. But it was such a cool thing because like mm. it didn't look like it was updated since like the seventies because there's a lot of like real gaudy stuff. But there was some cool shit in there like a lot of original woodwork and like weird doors with like iron locks. And I don't know, it was just really neat to go into like this old structure that so much history happened there. Like yo, this house is like. George Washington was not president yet. That's crazy. Yeah. When th- this was built before America became the America that we knew and love through all the great things that it was through slavery, <laughs> through <laughs> suffrage, all those things that we want to make great again. It, it was there. Yeah. It's such, it was just fun. That's cool. Um, yeah. Suggestion. Yes. Use a real estate agent. No, we did. Oh, we like then contacted a real estate agent and then oh cool cool not my mom who's a real estate no, agent. I suggested that, but it was just this one particular. But Lindsay house. said no. I hate Dan and his family. Because we're not seriously looking into it. That's why I didn't tell you. If I told you, you would have said this whole thing. I already suggested going to them. Dan, this could be an off podcast conversation. <laughs> I wish you didn't talk about this and did buy the house so that we could get a really classic Jeff Dan conversation <laughs> where Jeff's like, oh by the way, in two weeks, can you help me move to Meriden? <laughs> Because I bought a house and we have three kids That's now. That's true. Last house. It's I mean, so I, good. It needs a lot of work. So like I didn't, we're not, we're not getting it. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was just fun. Cool. It's, I'm becoming an adult. Yeah. I'm I like it. about the future. Yeah. I'm already old. I'm going to be a about it. Think, think about it. Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into this week? I have also been thinking about buying something. But it is not a as hose. substantial as a, a house. garden hose. <laughs> yeah. Um, a no. 300 year old garden hose made out of cloth. So I've been thinking about this. I, it, it's a purchase that, like, it is a little bit expensive. It's not out of my price point, but I'm still like, do I need this? But I'm looking into getting a gimbal for my camera. Jimbo Kimble? Jimbo Kimble. <laughs> That's what you'll call it when sure I have it. I don't know what that is. When I own it. Uh, it's basically a stabilizer. It's like an electronic stabilizer. Um, oh, I've seen that. So you like can do Steadicam stuff. stuff? Kind of, yeah. It's similar to a Steadicam, but it, it's small. Like You can hold it in one hand. It's going to be great for recording us sitting still recording this podcast. Or when we're doing our Cook With Us videos. Oh. It'll be really nice for that. Um, yeah. So that's why I've been thinking about it because there are different things that I could be doing with it. Stabilizing mostly. Yeah, stabilizing mostly. Um, I've been thinking about doing some more short form content for my own personal YouTube channel. Um, just getting some nice like environmental shots because I like to go out and hikes and stuff during the summer. Um, I like to go out, explore nature. Um, so I thought it'd be cool to start doing some video doing that. And it'd be nice to have it on a stabilizer, make it look really nice and cinematic. So I've been thinking about it. I think I'm leaning towards getting it, but it is sort of like I could be saving my money, but like I'm young. <laughs> it's going to be so fun hiking with a camera on a gimbal. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. A lot of people do it. Well, the, the good it, thing well, about the one that I'm It's not a big deal at, if you're nimble. Oh, yeah. Um, the good thing yeah. about this one that I like is that it's it's smaller and it's actually cheaper than the, the normal one. Um, 
So yeah, I'm thinking can about it. Can you instead invest in one of those Steadicam vest packs that Kubrick used on yeah. The Shining? I actually have a friend who has one of those. That'd be dope. Yeah. You'd be the coolest guy on the hike. <laughs> yeah, me just walking around <laughs> with a camera on my chest. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be awesome. So I'll think about it. I'll let you guys know if I get it. By the end of this episode, I'll probably already own it. Dan, what are you talking yourself into? Well, this is going to be a bit of a letdown because you guys are talking about these fancy purchases. And I'm just talking about using long, weird, out-of-date phrases in conversation when people don't know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I it's love anachronistic yeah. phrases. It's so great. Yeah. There's a few that I've been incorporating gradually, and I love it because most of the time people don't stop you and ask you what it means, but they have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm going to go over a couple right now. These are from various origins and they mean various things, but I'm going to throw them out and I want to see if you guys can guess the origin and what it means. You've been listening to Away With Words, haven't you? No. Similar though. I mean, I used to listen to that back in the day. Okay. Here's the first one. There's many a slip twixt a cup and its lip. (laughs) I have no idea. When you say something you're not supposed to? No. Can you say that again? There's many a slip twixt a cup and its lip. I have no idea. Do you have any idea of where I learned it from? The internet. No. Um, a Downton book. Abbey. No. This is a phrase that is used by Emilio Estevez as Billy the Kid in the film Young Guns. <laughs> <laughs> and the meaning, I, I cool. would imagine it has historical origins. I don't think they just made that up You for mean the you movie. didn't research the etymology before no. coming on the show? No. The meaning, contextually, you would use it to say, like, let's say Lindsay is worried about buying the house. Like, oh, no, are we going to get this house? I'm afraid of what's going to happen. You could say to her, there's many a slip twixt a cup and its lip, meaning anything could happen. Like, there's a lot that can change (laughs) or go wrong. Mm, It references, like, as you take a sip of tea, there's a lot of things that could happen before that tea hits the lip of the cup. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, right. here's another one. Let's go, let's go. The house is nearly full. We got a two-headed cow. That ain't no bull. <laughs> How often, <laughs> like, what conversations at work are you having where you slip these in? Oh, not at work. I'm saying these to my girlfriend, and she's just looking startled. Oh. <laughs> or my niece. Like, this one I just used with my niece, Evie, the other day. <clears throat> I'll, it'll, you'll understand why when I tell you. But can you guess the meaning and where I learned it? I'm guessing it's from... Uh... I mean, obviously, it's an old phrase, but it's obviously like saying we need to get going. But um, that's correct. Yeah, from I, I got that from the let's go, let's yeah. go part. Yeah. But the the two-headed bull, I'm not sure. It all just means like hurry up. Well, yeah. And I, the interesting thing with this one is that I learned it from my eighth grade science teacher, <laughs> Mr. Gordon Rossi. Okay. <laughs> he used to say that to the class. Don't know where he got it oh, from. Oh, man. I never had him because I had Mr. Pernicki across the hallway, and he was blowing up balloons full of I hydrogen. I had Pernicki in seventh grade. I had him in seventh and eighth. What Ooh. are you going to do about it? He had a perm, and it was the 90s. Okay, here's the last one I'm going to go with. Oh, I want to. Okay, I'm giving you two more, but they're quick ones. You ready? Second to last. I can get a good look at a T-bone by sticking my head up a cow's ass, but I'd rather take the butcher's word for it. I've, I've heard definitely that heard that times. before. Yeah. What's do that you know from? where it's from? A movie. It is from a movie. What is it? It's from Tommy Boy. Oh, yes. It's the phrase that Chris Farley learns from his father to close a sale. I've definitely heard that before. And what does it mean? Uh, Trust. I trust you. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking about how a a warranty on a package of brake mufflers really doesn't mean anything if you don't trust the guy who supplies the warranty. Yeah. 
All right, last one. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah, it's Wimpy from Popeyes. Yeah, there you go. That's good. And what does it mean? Well, it, it means that he's he doesn't have the money. Yeah. But he'll pay you later. Yeah. But it's also I like... You. I yeah. trust you. Come on, man. Yeah, but it's also like shitty. He's like an addict. Yeah, no, no. He's definitely a, a heroin addict. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was awesome. So yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's fun to throw out these long convoluted phrases that nobody understands or enjoys. It is, yeah. I agree. <laughs> like Dodo Bird. Dodo Bird. I brought it back. Yeah. I say it all the time. Yeah. Mojo. It's great. I also like uh, you use Crow's Age for a while too. I still I yeah. use that every now and then. Yeah, uh, I actually got that from Dan and another friend who. Uh, Not me. Yeah, you used a long time ago. You said it with. Uh, no, Josh. I heard someone saying the other version that is very racially insensitive. So the other version uh, etymologically <laughs> doesn't have to do with race, but there's a word in it that is racist yeah so yeah. then i was like i don't want to not use this because i like it so i looked <laughs> it up and that derived from crow's age so i started using that yeah so i do use that now i like a crow's age often i use that at work and people are like what yeah it's great because people don't question you're just like oh are you from appalachia yeah yeah but we have a friend named josh that's a wordsmith and he's got many yeah, of these yeah. that he created like uh like holobajob Holobajob is a good one. I use that for a while. Holobajob could mean anything. It's yeah. just a noun. Dukas. Yeah, that's Dukas. That's when something is like great or awesome. Um, What's a sickanooch? No, that's that's a Ryan thing. <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, but it's still another word. That's, just an, ex- <laughs> that's, that's an exclamation. It could be yeah. for anything. Uh, another great Josh wordsmith one is um, Hungus Among Us. There's a Hungus Among Us. Yeah, I use that one a lot. That's when you're hungry and you yeah. want to let the rest of the crowd know. I've heard you say that a lot, so I just, I'll say I just that thought a lot. it was from Incubus. No, there's a, a Hungus ago, Among Us. I was having a look in a book. Yeah. We are going to get weird, guys. I Before you even say anything, when you were like, I want to do this topic instantly without even asking i was like yes yeah because and i was like no because i love yeah we put it off for a while because dan's a little baby i love weirdo episodes to talk me into like the the dumb stuff where we stay within format but we stretch it a little yeah like conspiracy theories are our 50th episode i just like the the weird dumb stuff that so we can do with this yeah so I am a big fan of writing. I I would probably classify myself as a writer, even though I don't do it as much as I used to. Um, so I went to school for uh, media production. And with that, I was like, you know, I might as well learn to write a little bit better, um, take a lot of classes um, because like I want to make my own stuff. And um, so I have written a few things. I've written a crap ton of short stories. Um, I've done a lot of... Um, scripts i've done a short film god only knows we've talked about that before i'm in the middle of my feature length script uh actually probably more like a quarter of the way through but i was like you know what i know dan originally was uh, a bit of a writer i know he's written a few things i know jeff you've written a few scripts and stuff Mm -hmm. so i was like i want to get these boys writing again (laughs) so I wanted to uh, bring up this topic because I thought it could be fun because obviously we can write something, we can read it on the podcast and it'll be very funny or it could actually be really good. Who knows? But um, so boys, why don't you give me a little bit about what like you've written in the past, like what you if you enjoy writing, all that kind of stuff. All right. So the, the thing that stands out of my mind, I just remembered right now right now get it oh. um when i was in middle school we just talked about middle school teachers mrs galliette anybody 
Hillside Middle School. <laughs> she was not there when I was there. Class of ninety something. <laughs> um, we we want to feel like old. A- want to know what year I graduated? Uh, Hillside Middle School, two thousand nine. Oh my god, I was ninety nine. <laughs> That's cool. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. So we had like a creative writing prompt, and I forgot what it even was, but I just wrote this thing, and apparently she was like floored at how good it was, and like told my mom about it. Yeah. And my mom was like, "Oh my god." I wrote a story about a tree getting chopped down and at the end you find out it's from the perspective of the tree Whoa. and it like blew their minds. And what I was a hippie. Like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess so. So apparently like I was good at it for that age. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I mentioned on the podcast before and as a fun fact, I wrote like a series of sci-fi stories called Tango Bibongo. Oh yeah. <laughs> which I can't find still looking for <laughs> about two aliens. Um, they were sisters and they were gelatinous and tentacly. Um, and it's pretty impressive that at that young age you still you had female leads. Yeah, they were. Actually. You probably were like know. breaking the Bechdel test. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then moving on into like high school and stuff, I wrote lyrics for bands, mm-hmm. but not good ones. I have no more fingerprints. Yeah, a song <laughs> about my grandfather being a drag queen. The usual things you yeah. write about. Um I know and, you've written some comics and stuff though. Well, yeah, I mean I, I Started to write like a, a fan fiction Ninja Turtles thing, which is another fun fact, which yeah. I have the script for. You've uh, also probably secretly crazy. written some Ninja Turtles slash fic that you don't tell us about. No, I'm not really into that. <laughs> um, and just writing like either comedy bits for other podcasts yeah. or you know, sketches like that, but never anything like long form. And I've never really completed anything other mm. than like songs and little comedy skits because those are short and yeah. fun. But I also haven't written anything recently. I have everybody has ideas some people don't care about getting them out and some people do and right now talk me into is my creative format Mm -hmm. my creative output which isn't very creative you just talk to your friends about (laughs) shit you've seen yeah um yes that's that's pretty much it okay dan how about you what's your creative writing history yeah it's not a lot especially not anything that got finished uh I used to enjoy creative writing and uh, Jeff and I had a habit of like wanting to do projects, but then never mm-hmm. seeing them through. Yeah. I've started like every scripts on short films or something several times. Yeah. Yeah. Never got anywhere with it. We wrote a film about an, a thought out caveman, which you then uh, recorded over because <laughs> recording a reality TV show on a VCR was more important than <laughs> our childhood memories. Yeah, possibly. So, yeah, um, I also remember a friend of ours, uh, two friends of ours were working on a comic book series, supposedly, that never ended up happening. Yeah, that's uh, true. And Jeff and I wrote a couple long form like prequels, prequels right? to the comic I book series. I forgot about that, yeah. Tonka Force. Yeah, that were actually like, I don't think either one of us finished, but they were decent starts. Wow, I totally forgot about that, yeah. Yeah, so that's about it. I mean, like I said, I... I'm a. I would consider myself a creative person. I've written song lyrics. I've we, written some we, poetry. We wrote and, web comics and stuff too, but yeah. little things, mm-hmm. nothing really long form. But uh, yeah, that's what I've done so far. All right. Well, I like it. I want to talk you guys into writing more because I think it is a very fun outlet. Um, even just like the the uh putting pen to paper, I think is is fun too. Like actually writing them down. I think is really fun, and then maybe typing them out so, because I have shitty handwriting. You're making us um, write longhand. No, you don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to waste Mother Earth's resources. <laughs> resources. <laughs> All right, so I do have a prompt, guys, and I'm thinking about like a thousand words. I don't think that's too is that bad. Long? I don't know. What's no, that, that's what's that's that not translate long. to in pages. It's probably like three pages. Double spaced? 
Yeah, college <laughs> ruled. Well, we can go like. Five. How do you double space and college? <laughs> college rules for like spiral notebooks. I right. know it's thin lines, but double space. Let's have it go between five hundred to a thousand words. MPA format, Jeff. Yeah, only MPA. New Roman twelve one inch. The National Basketball Association. Yeah. MPA. M- the national. Yeah. So, so he, here's the prompt, and I want listeners to get in on this too. We'll talk about that more. Oh, can I just interject for one second? Yeah. I didn't know you were giving us a prompt, so I already had it in my head what I was going to write, and now I'm pissed off. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's just okay. work it in. Work about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, after that the prompt, I'll funny. tell you what my idea was, and it probably won't fit. No. Okay. Here it is. After a long day of recording, Dan, Jeff, and Jimmy are ready to pack it up and go out for some pizza. When they get up, they hear a knock on the door. We're writing fanfic, guys. Oh, Talk me into wow. fanfic. Yeah. Uh, this is so weird. I love it. Yeah. We're writing Talk Me Into Fanfic. I didn't know it was going to be you were like setting it up. I thought you were going to be like, write a story about a rock. Nope. Okay. I can't say what I was going to write about because I can make it fit. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Oh, that's exciting. Two more weeks. It's going to be very weird. Okay. I like it. Uh, yeah, so I, I do want listeners to get in on, in on this. Maybe we can read them on the show. Uh, we're going to do some things on Twitter with that, too, as well. And uh, I'm super excited. We're going to be writing some fanfic. Yeah, because I think this episode's coming out like a month after we're recording. So there's yeah. some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got some time. It's going to be fun. I'm scared. I do have to say I'm a little bit nervous. I mean, I'm excited about starting it, but I never finish anything I start. And I did yeah. just finish a class on persuasive writing. and Which it is why we delayed this episode. Killed me. Yeah. I get that. But it, this is going to be fun. Hopefully I get inspired and I just get carried away and write. That's what happens with me. I'm a weirdo and you could say like 500 to 1,000 words and I could turn in like 20,000. Yeah. So when we come back. What if I just turned in a novel? Like a fully <laughs> formed novel. Based on talk me. And it too. was also really good. People yeah. download the episode and like, why is it three gigs? Yeah. Where I become a famous writer and this is the weirdest origin for a writer ever. Yeah. <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to be writing and listening to our stories. Oh, God. It's going to be interesting. You're yeah. really going to make us read what we wrote? Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's the point dan we're yeah. not just gonna read it silently i didn't think about and this. then we're gonna talk about the process and if do you, you enjoyed want, it do you want to read our own or rotate and read i don't know we'll, oh we'll that would be also it. fun we'll too figure it, yeah figure we'll it figure out. it out but when we come back we're gonna be having some fun and uh i hope you all enjoy it and uh send us your fanfic don't be too graphic slash oh <laughs> Creative writing is not a band, it's not a book, it's not a show, it's not a movie. It's a chore. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> it is a task that Jimmy had us complete. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, like I said before, I love weirdo episodes to talk me into. I like when we, we play within the format that we gave ourselves and kind of like have fun with it. Yeah. You know, there's only so many times you can talk about uh, Rick and Morty or something else. Uh, yeah don't mess with the format bro i made that format up I it's like a that great format. format people like the format i love the format good format that's why <laughs> i like to play within the format yeah so we all wrote uh short little stories 500 words or more based on jimmy's writing prompt which I'll, I'll read his prompt right now after a long day of recording dan jeff and jimmy are ready to pack it up and go out for some pizza when they get up they hear a knock on the door so then that 
spurred what we would uh, write. Yeah. So this is a little weird. We're all going to read our stories. And I guess after we each read our stories, we could comment on the previous story before we go on to the next. Mm. Sound good? Sure. Yeah, I would also like to discuss um, the process of writing stuff. Yeah, I think we should do that at the end. I agree. I was going to say, because it might sculpt what you think our opinion was. Yeah, because there there definitely was a process. I even put notes at the end of this Mm. for some ideas I had, the process. Yeah, so we could we could do that. Okay. Um who wants to who wants to read their story first? I think we should go age order because I think Jimmy should go first since this is his whole deal. Okay. I don't know why age because I want to go next. Okay. So I'll go third. Okay, I'll go first, and um, so I came up with this prompt because I thought it would be pretty funny to write fanfic, and um, so yeah, I'll read. Start out with the prompt and then just head into the story. After a long day of recording, Dan, Jeff, and Jimmy are ready to pack it up and go out for some pizza. When they get up, they hear a knock on the door. Whoa, that's weird, said Dan, puzzled. Who is that, Jeff asked. "Do Do I look like I have foresight, Jeff? Dude, I don't fucking know. I thought maybe you're expecting somebody. Sorry, Jim. Jimmy laughed. The door knocked again, and this time the uh, doorbell rang. Penny, Dan's chihuahua, started to yelp. Dan ran upstairs, and Jeff and Jimmy are still downstairs packing up their recording equipment. That's weird, they hear from the basement. Who was it, Jimmy asked. It must have been UPS or something, because I just got a package. I didn't order anything, though. Must have been a late night ordering in your sleep again. I thought you got that checked out, Jeff said, sarcastically. No, really, I haven't been ordering anything off Amazon for a while. F*** it, let's open that. Jimmy grabs the, a pocket knife and he starts to open up the tape that's covering that's covering uh, the open creases of the box. As he opens up the box and the rest of the tape pops open, there's a note on top and something wrapped in tissue paper. What's it say, Dan asked. Take care of this, I'll be right over to pick it up. Be careful with it. It doesn't say who it's from, Jeff asked. Nope, nothing. As Jimmy's flipping over the note for a signature or something, Jeff reached into the package and pulled out something incredibly familiar to him. Oh shit, you didn't order this? It's a 10th Doctor Sonic screwdriver. (gasps) That's weird though. What's weird, Jimmy asked. It feels way heavier than the regular ones. It's, It's one of the, it must be one of the collector's editions or something. It looks legit. Jeff looked at it quizzically. I had no idea they even sold these. We used to sell them at my old job. Mm -hmm. Huh, I definitely didn't order this. Dan grabs it from Jeff and looks at it. Does it work? He presses the button and points it randomly at his TV. It turns on. (gasps) Jeff exclaims, oh, it must be one of those that you can program to your TV. Mm -hmm. I didn't program it to my TV, though. Don't you need to like go through like a million steps to do that kind of thing? Jeff said, I don't know. Isn't everything smart now anyways? Probably just did it automatically. Dan points to the sonic screwdriver at his lamp in the basement, and the light starts growing more and more with intensity, so much it pops and glass falls everywhere. Jimmy breaks the silence that was in the room for a solid 10 seconds. Uh, that was weird. Uh, guys, Dan said, the lamp isn't even plugged in right now. He gets down and shows them the unplugged cord. So it's just a really strong signal from the Bluetooth or whatever, right? Jeff cautiously asked. Dan took a breath from realization what this might be and said, I don't think it works like that, Jeff. Jimmy said in shock and awe, it's a real sonic screwdriver. Dan pointed at your door. He does so and it opens up. That proves it. The boys have a genuine sonic screwdriver. He pointed at at his wood table. 
nothing happens. Right. Huh, that's weird. Jeff and Jimmy <laughs> say in unison, it doesn't work on wood. <laughs> Who designed this guy, Gardner? <laughs> Sometimes I don't think you even understand your own references, Jeff says. Green Lantern's original weakness is wood, Jimmy says and looks at Dan. That was obscure. The room started to feel alive, like the whole <laughs> essence felt electri- electrically charged, and out of nowhere, a sound started screaming out of, uh, out that only familiar ears will understand. The roar of the TARDIS. Out of nowhere, a deep, dark blue police box ap- against, begins to appear into existence. Jimmy's mouth opens. I think we're about to see the person who shipped this to us. The TARDIS completely appears, and suddenly the door opens wide. I think you got the package I delivered. <laughs> I needed to hide my Sonic from Satarans who found out they were based, uh, they could basically access any lock in the universe with this. He grabs it from Dan's hand. I'm a big fan of your show. Figured you'd be trustworthy. Nice to meet you. I'm David Tennant. <laughs> who? The end? Question mark? I, like I wrote that, yeah. cross fan fiction, guys. Wow. <laughs> I was, I was, I was wondering which doctor it was. Like, was it a pre-Hartnell one? Because that voice did not oh. sound like anyone yeah, I've no. ever heard. I'm not good that at was fun. I, I commend you for the commitment of the episode. That was good. Like, I, yeah. as, as you were reading it, I was like, in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe it was a remote control one because I have one of those. Oh, really? Like, yeah, I sold a bu- bunch of those at my last job. And then you mentioned it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I know where this is going. <laughs> this is good. I like this. But yeah, that was pretty fun. As soon as I was, I had the, the idea for fanfic, I was like, I need to like cross over with something, right? Because that's like always the most fun. Jeff in thirteen slash fic because <laughs> I am in love with her. Oh, I know she's so attractive. Yeah. Not not even sexually. Just I want to be like her friend and kiss her on the forehead. <laughs> she's just so nice and sweet and pretty. Yeah, it's true. Sorry, um, but yeah, I had a I had a whole lot of fun. I like creative writing. Obviously, this is why I'm doing this. Um, but I'm <clears throat> assuming you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys. Liked yeah, it. it was good. It was fun. It was fun. It was good. Um, mine's a lot less fun than that. Oh no. <laughs> um, so in the first half of the episode, I said I had an idea of what I wanted to do and I was going to work into this. Well, that didn't happen because the idea that I wanted to work into it was the unwritten Ninja Turtles comic book series that I came up with an idea for. <laughs> oh, so wow. this was going to be a Ninja Turtles fanfic crossover, but <laughs> it was going to be too long. So I just started writing something. And I guess I was in a pretty dark place emotionally. Oh, Why no. Why don't you read it and then we yeah. can talk about it? Are you it. Kevin Smith writing Clerks 3? No. Close, though. My story has a name. It's called The Note. Oh. oh. Mine was called The Package. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't have a name. <laughs> Jeff's is called Untitled. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Every band has a song so, called Untitled. So this is a long one, guys. Bear with me here. How many words? 2,500. Oh my gosh. Jimmy, how many words was yours? Uh, like 700. Yeah, mine is 522. Okay, <laughs> let's strap in, boys. Wow. <laughs> After a long day of recording, Dan, Jeff, and Jimmy are ready to pack it up and go out for some pizza. When they get up, they hear a knock on the door. Who was it? Asked Jeff as he craned his neck to see over Dan's shoulder and look through the open doorway. No one. There was no one there, I said. As I began to close the door, I noticed something out of the corner of my eye. Wedged into the frame of the door at eye level was a small piece of toilet paper wadded into a ball. Without thinking, I grabbed the note and unfolded it. They're watching. They know. Trust no one. Was scrawled hastily across the paper in black ink. What do you think it means, I asked as I showed Jimmy and Jeff the note. 
That I have no clue for, Jeff blurted out and gestured lovingly towards Jimmy. I crumpled the note and tossed it into the garbage, feigning confidence. Come on, let's go, I'm starving. On the way to the pizzeria, the conversation rolled on. Why Animorphs should be a Netflix series. <laughs> how YouTube men have been crossing over to produce mainstream comment, content. And the latest gaffe that had befallen the Trump administration. And on and on it went. These endless discussions of art and media and politics occupied the forefront of my thoughts. But somewhere below the conversation, below the part that focused on driving, deeper than the thoughts of my plans for the rest of the weekend, way down in the lizard-like animal section of my brain, there was a flicker growing steadily in intensity into a flame. Like a grain of sand causing constant irritation to the soft white underbelly of an oyster, the note was forming a hard and porous pearl in my consciousness that was growing larger and larger with each passing second. With every lull in conversation, it whispered to me, They're watching. They know. Trust no one. They're watching. They know. Trust no one. Trust no one. Trust. You have to turn, Jeff bellowed, pointing at the side street I nearly drove past in my days. As I quickly merged to the left, with no time to use my indicator light, I glanced back in my rearview mirror. Did that black Mercedes move over after I did? Was it following me? No, it was just a crazy New Haven driver. I got back into the conversation, now focused on the upcoming slate of A24 releases. (laughs) Yeah, I want to see that, I stammered half-heartedly. My mind was elsewhere, again drawn to the black Mercedes two cars behind me. I took the left turn onto Worcester Street and focused on my rearview mirror. Moments later, the Mercedes pulled in behind me again. Did you see that? I exclaimed. That black Mercedes is following me. What are you talking about? asked Jimmy. Are you seriously freaking out about that stupid prank note? interjected Jeff. Dude, you gotta get yourself together. Some kid leaves a fake note on your door and you're all stressed out. I thought you were increasing your crazy pill dosage. Shut up, Jeff. I'm telling you, it's been behind us for a while. Okay, well, there's a space, so why don't you park and we'll walk to Sally's from here, Jimmy interrupted, trying to calm everyone's nerves. As I pulled into the parking spot, I let out an audible sigh of relief as the black Mercedes rolled past and continued down the block. The walk to the pizzeria seemed to take forever. Jimmy and Jeff rattled on with their endless rambling, but it was all annoying white noise to me. I was trying to calm myself down, reassure myself. It was only a prank note. They're watching. The car kept driving. They know. It's just anxiety. Trust no one. The hair on my arm stood on end. My palms were sweating. The tendons in my legs tightened. I was in fight or flight mode. Was that lady pushing the stroller looking at me? Did the man on the corner talking on his phone say my name? No, get a grip. You're freaking out over nothing. But those two guys, they were looking at me. They were definitely looking at me, and they were headed this way. They were only 25 feet away. My mouth was dry, 20 feet away. They were striding confidently toward me. I could see them more clearly now. Their well-fitting suits belying the ugly mounds of muscle and gristle beneath. These were hard men, knuckle-draggers, 15 feet away. I glanced at Jeff and Jimmy. They're oblivious, and what help would they be? They don't believe me. They thought I was crazy. 10 feet away. Maybe Jeff and Jimmy were in on it. Trust no one. Five feet away. Mm. I could hear the men's footsteps. I could practically smell the stink of sweat and cheap cologne radiating off them. One of their arms was reaching forward. Come on, Jimmy beckoned from the doorway of the pizzeria. I hastily stepped inside, pulling the glass door behind me. On the other side, the two men continued to walk down the block, their shapes growing smaller and more obscured by the crowded street. 
Three, please, Jeff said to the hostess, gesturing with three fingers. The large man behind the counter bellowed, You guys got in just in time. When we close up tonight, we're switching to takeout only thanks to friggin' Lamont and Corona. (laughs) I slumped into the booth and began the process of self-soothing that had become all too familiar to me lately. I had always been an anxious kid, but as an adult, it really kicked into a new gear. The fixation on misreading the emotional cues of a loved one, the fears of sudden death, loss of stability, the constant nagging feeling that everyone knew I was a fraud and that I didn't deserve the good things in my life. These feelings were the new normal of my adulthood. Today's latest batch of stress felt different somehow. I had never obsessed over being followed. I wasn't tortured by feelings of suspicion of strangers, but I told myself this was just normal anxiety. It would pass. Shortly after turning 30, I decided I needed to try to get better. I started a course of anti-anxiety medicine and talk therapy that had been helpful to varying degrees. My friends and loved ones were mostly supportive, but Jeff and I had always enjoyed some good-natured ribbing at each other's expense. Yeah. It was a hallmark of our friendship. Dan, what do you want on your pie? Xanax? Lexapro? Jeff asked. (laughs) Very funny, I responded, seeing Jimmy stifle a giggle. (laughs) It should have bothered me, but it actually lightened the mood. The jovial conversation and comfortable interior of the pizzeria helped me set me at ease. Before I knew it, things were back to normal. Just three cuz friends enjoying a Saturday afternoon meal like we had many times before, albeit for one tense moment when I stiffened at the waitress calling me by name without my having told it to her. Jeff reminded me that my name was on my debit card. The meal was virtually uneventful. As we made our way to the door, Jimmy reminded me that he was going to walk back to Jeff's house with him to help set him up for home recording. Who knows how long this self-quarantine stuff is going to last, he remarked. If they make New Haven shelter in place, Jeff can still record and Skype in. Cool. See you guys on the flippity-floppity, I exclaimed ironically. So long, Bojo, Jeff shouted back. (laughs) It took me half a block before the note was back in my mind. It was so small now. Just an afterthought, really. How could I have gotten so worked up over such an obvious little prank? It was surprisingly well-crafted for a kid's joke, but even so... Why was I still thinking about it? A footstep behind me and to the left. My heart skipped a beat. Before I could turn my head, I felt fingers wrap around my forearm. I jerked away and pivoted hard on my back foot, looking over my shoulder at the same time. As I stepped, I saw one of the men from earlier. Clearly, he had come from the Mercedes. Clearly, he had followed me to the restaurant, and now he was making his move. I had a good first step on him, though, and as he swiped for me a second time, I was just out of his reach. Fight or flight. I had a moment to choose, but I was distracted. Where was his friend? As I reeled away from the first man, I was inexplicably struck by lightning. Somehow, my torso was on fire, and I was falling. The second man was standing in front of me with his hands outstretched. The taser that he had fired was biting into my abdomen, and I was falling, falling into nothingness. A pinhole had opened up in the center of my vision, and it was growing wider and wider. I heard the first man talking to the crowd. Federal government business, step away. The second man shouted at me, stop resisting. I almost laughed. There was no resistance in me. My chin made contact with the pavement and the darkness swallowed me whole. I don't know what woke me up. The pain in my mouth or the cold water they splashed in my face. The room wasn't dark the way you see in movies. It was bright, too bright, yellow bright like old windows stained with cigarette smoke. The whole place had sort of a greasy glow to it. Other than the color and the light, there wasn't much to speak of. The walls were painted the same greasy faded yellow. 
drop ceilings with occasional water stains, scuffed hospital tile floors. My chair was hard, probably the same as the folding chairs the two men were seated on. I was neither bound nor gagged, but I lacked the will to speak or move. There was the comforting yet oppressive feeling of a warm blanket draped over my whole world, that fuzzy softening of all the edges that I only felt once before while in recovery after surgery. This told me that I had been drugged. We don't need you to talk, the first man said. We aren't asking any questions. The man we work for put your name on a list. He's a powerful man, and all the names on this list will cause him trouble. We are fixing this time so ours won't have any trouble. The man says, there will be no dissonance if there are no dissidents. No dissidents, no dissonance, the second man echoed. The first man snapped a look at him as if reminding him to be quiet. The man we work for wanted this to be clean. Go back and remove the names on this list to build our better time, he said. We have to do it clean so we don't put ripples on the pond. See, you're all supposed to get sick. That's how we clean. Mm. If a lot of people get sick and only some of them are the names on the list, then no one notices. Then when the man takes over, the world is better. Better, murmured the second man. This time, the first man turned in his chair and pointed his finger, index finger directly in the second man's face. The second man dropped his gaze to the floor. So you were all going to get sick, the first man continued, but you had to screw it all up. Now we're here, he said, gesturing around the room. You're going to stay here for a while, and then when people mostly forget about you, something bad will happen. We wanted you to know that because you made our job hard. This world, it's still so messy. Bad things happen to people in places like this all the time. The virus will move through here like wildfire. No one cares if inmates get sick or kill each other. Then we could just cross your name off the list. Now go back to sleep and when you wake up, we'll be gone and no one will care about you. Just another loony in the loony bin. When I woke up, they were gone. So were the chairs. I was lying on a cot next to a door. Across from me was a toilet with a sink attached to it. Underneath the sink were two rolls of toilet paper. Ironic, I thought to myself. I had to wind up here to get some toilet paper. <laughs> there was a small window in the door. If I pushed my face against it and craned my neck, I could see a TV in the nurse's station at the end of the hall. I spent the next few hours watching the TV and screaming for help. No one ever came. There were other men in other rooms, and they were screaming for help, too. No one ever came to help them, either. Sometime later, the TV showed my picture. There was an interview with my mom. She was crying. The news anchor said I had caused a scene on the streets of New Haven and had been detained due to concerns of public safety during the virus scare. They said I had a history of mental illness. They changed topics after that and I gave up screaming. When I woke up, my head felt less blurry, but I was shocked to see the second man was standing over me. I'm not supposed to be here, and if he finds out, I'll get in trouble, but I can help you. Get me out of here, I screamed. I can't do that but I can send back a note to warn you. What? I asked. Back a few days ago, I can send back a note, but it's going to cost you. I don't have anything. Yeah, you do, he said, gesturing towards the rolls of toilet paper. We don't have that where I'm from. You guys bought it all up. When we do find some, it's worth a lot. Take it, I said. He grabbed the rolls and carefully tore off a few squares before handing them back to me with a black pen from his jacket pocket. What do I write, I thought. What could I possibly tell myself that I would believe? What warning could I give to myself that would be taken seriously and fit on a few measly sheets of toilet paper? Hurry, he shouted. He'll be back soon. 
So I wrote the first words that came to my mind, the words that had been plaguing me this whole day. They're watching. They know. Trust no one. This will jumpstart my brain, I told myself. I would start with these nagging phrases that still irritated me, but this time I'd continue and I'd spell it all out. Then it came to me. The words I needed to change everything. This time would be different. As I pressed the pen to the toilet paper, the second man snatched it out of my hands. No, I screamed, but he was already on his way out the door, quickly replaced by the first man who was here to drop off a plate of food. As the second man strode off down the hallway toward a machine powerful enough to transport someone back in time, he crumpled something in his shirt pocket, a note, a note which held an unfinished plea. They're watching. They know. Trust no one. Wow. So uh, I guess the most important question I have is, was your mom crying because you got a mohawk? <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, well, well. yeah, that first half was pretty personal and pretty true. Yeah. Right? Most of it. I was like, wow, this is I like it. This is a good thing that writing does. It lets you uh, express yourself and let some of your emotions out. And the second half was wild ride. Yeah. It was a journey. I like it. Yeah. It was super fun. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it wasn't fun, but it was fun to listen to. Cool. Yeah. Well, glad you went second because mine is not like that at all. Yeah. It's uh, it's a lot, a lot different. Cool. Okay. I guess we'll we'll talk about more of these after. Yeah. Are we doing we doing all right? Okay. Mine is significantly shorter as I stuck closer to the rules. Did not break them. <clears throat> after a long day of recording, Dan, Jeff, and Jimmy are ready to pack it up and go out for some pizza. When they get up, they hear a knock on the door. That's impossible. Dan quips in what sounds like a terrible William Shatner impersonation. <laughs> There's an empty silence that lasts several seconds as Jimmy and Jeff look at each other, then back at Dan, waiting for a follow-up. Kay, Jeff ejaculates. A long, sad, presumably damp sigh leaks out of Jimmy's half-agape mouth. I guess I'll go get it, he says as he slothfully stands up, hitting his mic stand, which almost knocks it over before he clumsily catches it. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. I'm coming, Jimmy says, but only loud enough for Dan and Jeff to hear, defeating the purpose of speaking at all. <laughs> coming, Jeff giggles. Dan smiles and nods his head up and down in agreement that coming is indeed funny. Headed towards the front door, Jimmy walks up the stairs, leaving Talk Me into studios. As he gets to the main floor, he can hear Dan and Jeff singing what he assumes is a Bruce Springsteen song, but a keener, hipper ear would know it was actually John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band song on the dark side from the Eddie and the Cruisers original motion picture soundtrack released in 1993. On the dark side, oh yeah. On the dark side, oh yeah. Knockity knock knock. I said I'm coming, Jimmy weakly shouts. Muffled laughter erupts from downstairs. As Jimmy reaches for the doorknob, he pauses. Hmm, he thinks. Why am I opening the door? This isn't even my house. Without a second thought, Jimmy pulls his hand back, walks four feet, sits down on the couch, takes out his phone and starts swiping Tinder profiles. <laughs> back in the studio, Jeff and Dan are bored. They're sitting in silence, Jeff on his phone doing who even knows what. Dan's head laying back in his chair, eyes closed, mouth open, groaning. Ugh, I'm bored. I wonder who is at the door, Jeff says. Oh yeah, huh? Hey, Jim nothing jimmy a quiet huh comes from upstairs who was at the door dan questions in a louder voice signaling to dan and jeff that jimmy was walking closer to the studio i don't know jeff cackles while dan frustratingly asks what do you mean you don't know you answered the door who was it <laughs> not my house not my problem 
Can you believe this fucking guy? Dan asks Jeff in a high-pitched, seemingly one-word question. Sorry, Jim. Jeff looks at the camera and gives a Jim Halpert shrug lip purse. Knock, knock. Dan gets up and Jeff follows. Dan mutters expletives the entire journey upstairs with Jeff steps behind in agreement. Yeah, f*** that guy. F***ing Jim. Sorry, Jim. As the fellows enter the living room, Jimmy is sitting on the couch, his right leg crossed over his left leg, phone in hand, giggling at something that probably isn't even funny. <laughs> Dan points at him in disbelief and looks at Jeff, and Jeff just nods and agrees with Dan's nonverbal assessment of Jimmy's mental state. Knock, knock, knock. Dan's arm stretches out. Knock. His meaty, wartless fingers wrap around the knob. Knock. Twist. Pull. The heavy wooden door creaks. Dan looks outside in disbelief. Impossible. The end. <laughs> that was so goofy. None of us had anyone at the door. No, no. It, it was it was really goofy because like I don't know. Um, I think that mine. The journey's the fun part. Yeah. You don't need to, you. It's, you don't need to know what happens at the end. Yeah, it's open ended. It's yeah. like the end of Inception. Jimmy, did you write in first person or third? I wrote in third person. You, you're the only one who wrote in first person, yeah. which I thought was interesting. <clears throat> yeah. I started it in third person, but then got really sick of all the he said, he said, he said. Yeah. yeah I, I wanted to write in first person, but the prompts was in third, so I was like, yeah, I'll just keep on going. Yeah, the only thing that I, I realized afterwards is that the first page is that we get up, but then I start and we're sitting down. But yeah, I realize it fine. doesn't care. Who cares? It doesn't care. It does. It doesn't care. It felt like you were really grasping for those five hundred words too. You're like spelling out the album title and stuff. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> right when you know. <laughs> so I kind of want to find out. I want you to ask the question. I think, and then we'll get oh. more in depth about the process. Okay. All right, Dan and Jeff, did I talk you into creative writing? No. Yes. Oh, oh wowie that wow. is surprising from dan because he wrote so eloquently <laughs> five times as much as i did mine lasted 30 seconds yeah so once i got into the process i enjoyed it to an extent but i would almost describe it more of a compulsion like yeah because i i became first of all i didn't want to start it which is a problem because you shouldn't dread doing something that you're talked into yeah then once i got into it and I like committed to the idea. I quickly realized that it was going to take a lot to get to where I wanted to. <laughs> so then I was just like, "Uh, I did enjoy like I enjoy the final product. I, I like the story I wrote. I'm yes. glad I made it up. I'm happy with it. But I don't think I would like make myself do it again if it wasn't for a podcast topic. Wow. Jeff. Interesting. Yes. Let's hear your thought process. So until I wrote it, I was a no. Because mm. it felt like homework and it felt like I was had I had to stick to a deadline that was arbitrary and I didn't need to do it, which is sometimes how I feel when doing the podcast anyway. Yeah. But this yeah. time, like I had to create the content um, and I was like, oh, man, this stinks. And we're going to get into the process after this. But as I was doing it, I was like smiling and laughing and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah huh. this is this is what Jimmy would say. Yeah. yeah well, that <laughs> could have been part of do. my problem is that I didn't write a funny thing. Like th there was funny moments in it. But... I, we, I could have wrote something serious and we'll also get into um, why we went with what we went with. Yeah. But this is just what I settled on. I think <laughs> it's just intrinsically who I am. I'm funnier than I am smart. And <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I with my uh, short piece, uh, I definitely had a lot of dialogue 
because I like to write scripts and stuff. And it was kind of weird writing long form. It's like, Jeff said this and stuff like that. Like, as opposed to like me just putting like Jeff. Yeah. Script da, 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 da. Style. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely very weird to like write it long form because I haven't written like that in a long time. Yeah. I think um, part of my problem is that I chose something with too much plot probably. Yep. <laughs> like a lot had to happen to get yeah. to the end, but I wanted like that little twist and stuff. No, I liked it. And um, I do love that you went to time travel, though. I was like, that was incredibly. I'm the only one who didn't. What the hell? (laughs) Yeah. Jeff's was like probably the best for the topic, like for what we were doing. It was smart to keep it super tight and just like be about the moment. Yeah. Whereas Jimmy and I like went weird places with it. Yeah. Um, I also like couldn't. My first instinct was to do something like funnier and then like. When I sat down to write, it was in the midst of all this, like, literally, like, I had to change offices because of coronavirus concerns Mm -hmm. and just experiencing anxiety. So that was just like, this is going to make its way in there. Did you guys have uh, plot ideas before you started writing or no? Yeah, um, I guess the whole process for me, we recorded two weeks ago and we gave ourselves two weeks to talk about Gang of Four, Insecure, and write this. So I did Insecure last week. I did Gang of Four a few days ago. And this, I kept kind of like putting off because I couldn't yeah. think of a good idea. So I actually did it last night and not in the time stretch. Like I didn't, I wasn't waiting up for like one in the morning doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wrote down a couple ideas and one of them was, okay, it's, it has to do something with a toilet paper shortage just because it's on everybody's <laughs> mind. Yeah. It's scatological in nature, which is always funny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was like, maybe not. Let's let's think about how w- how could pizza and a door knock be related? So I was like, something with a pizza guy. Mm. And then I was like, is it a prank that Jimmy and Jeff call pizza guy to do something funny when Dan answers the door? Is he like like Dan's like a secret agent? Something I'm trying to trying to link these things. And I couldn't quite figure out what to do that would still be funny because I wanted it to be fun. Because at a time like this, the world needs us, guys. We're yeah. we're a fun podcast. We need to to lift people's spirits. Then um, don't read mine. And then the other <laughs> thing I was trying to work in was one thing that happened in high school. That's one of the funniest, worst things that happened. We were at a friend's house, and uh, somebody knocked at the door. And then the person whose house we were at said, "Jeff, your mom is here." And then I oh. said, "Tell her to s my effing d." And then my mom, I believe the quote says, was tell her she can s my effing <laughs> Yeah. And then my mom yells, Jeffrey, and everybody's face just went stoic. And then it turned into shock. And then I was like, <gasps> and then I left with my mom <laughs> driving. And it was, it was, so I was trying to like think of something like that, but I, I couldn't really get it together. Yeah. So then I was like, just right. And this is what happened. Yeah. I just thought about when we stop recording, what do we do? And I pictured like Jimmy clumsily dropping things. <laughs> well, I do it too, but it's funny. And I try to just capture our personalities that you know already yeah. um, from listening to the show in this. And I thought it was, I don't know. I thought that it, it captured what talk me into is. And like I said, I didn't have an idea. So it was a cop out. I didn't yeah. know who was going to be at the door. Then I was like, the journey's the fun part. Yeah. I didn't really have any ideas at, when I'm writing, I'm pretty much, I don't have any like real, I have plot ideas in my head, but like, I'm just sort of like writing and seeing where it goes. And huh. when I, when I got the package, for some reason, the sonic screwdriver popped in my, I was like, what would be something cool that would be in the package? It'd be like, sonic screwdriver would be cool. I'm like, well, what if it was real? 
Then like I, I knew Jeff worked at a place where they were selling sonic screwdrivers, so I integrated that into yeah, it. Yeah, we just talked about that in the, in the I know, yeah. intro. It's funny. I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, uh, that's where I went with it. I actually did a, like a rough outline. Like I didn't actually write it down, but in my head I sort of figured out where, how beginning, middle, and end would go together. Yeah. I, I wanted to like mess with the idea of like obsession, anxiety, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff in there that has been bothering me lately. Like I get it. Political dissidents, uh, unfair treatment of people in mental institutes yeah, no, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's pretty heavy, but like in a good way. And then I yeah. wanted to tie it back in like classic time travel thing <laughs> of like, I'm the one that sent the note. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Very this, good. This is fun. Yeah. I, it's I, funny that I you mentioned fun. trying to write to character because i also worked on that too there's no you did it was good i would i would call you a bojo yeah not just the phrases though if you like when i went back and reread like i actually changed who said what a couple times because every time someone's argumentative i made that me and jeff and every time someone is just like either like calming the situation down or laughing or like remarking that's jimmy yeah he's like there's a parking space come on yeah. Like all those are Jimmy. That's me. Yeah. So that was fun. I mean, I liked it once I got into it, but I was like, oh man, this is a lot. Yeah. So it's weird. Cause like I said, yes, because I did have fun doing it when I did it, but like getting to do it, I'm just like, ah, I get that. But, I'm the same way too. Yeah. Like I don't think I'm going. Well, here's another sit down thing and too. Write for fun. Here's another thing. I think I liked this more because we have an avenue to put it out. Yeah. I don't know if I would enjoy the process because no one cares about reading this. So like no, if no, I just, nobody would ever read it. If I wrote it for myself and then it just sat in a book, that would be depressing to me. Yeah. I wish I had a little bit more of that artist nature where you could create just to create. Mm. But if I don't have a platform for others to experience it, I'm not as interested in doing it. Well, it's kind of like, but that's like when we just recorded four songs from an old high school band last year. Nobody's heard it. But we did it for us. Like, right. That, but that's going why into I, that we were doing it for us. We're like, nobody will ever hear this. We're probably never going to press it. We just want to record these songs and have them sound good so we can listen to them. And that's basically why I was a no on this, because music is an art form. I do feel differently. I'm totally fine to write a song and play it in my bedroom with no one hearing it. Hmm. But I don't feel the same about this. So I would say yes to music. No to creative writing. <laughs> yeah, I get that. All right. Well. It was a fun episode, though. I'm glad we did it. Yeah. And I didn't think I would feel that way. I know. You were oh, dreading it. We delayed it because you didn't want to do it. By the way, not to go back, but the original idea before this one was a Ninja Turtles plot that I've been wanting to do for years. And so the only idea I had in my head was that the knock on the door, when I open it, a severely wounded Leonardo falls through the door into the house. <laughs> that would be cool. Oh, that would have been really cool. And right. I was like, that's a lot. Next week, we're doing creative writing, too. Oh, yeah. We're all writing a Ninja Turtles, Turtles comic. Fanfic, yeah. That'll be fun. What are we doing next week? Dan, what are we doing next week? I know what it is, but I think it's funnier oh, when we you don't. are talking about. <laughs> the look on your face is so good. I'm talking you guys into a show that I've really enjoyed the past several years. Eh? Um, and it's topical because at the time that this airs, it will be the premiere of the final season, season oh. four. Ooh. It's an HBO series called Insecure. And it is fun and good. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I kind of gave spoiler. I kind of gave behind uh, the scene stuff when we were talking about this because I, yeah, I said I already watched it. Yeah. So 
It's just how we record, guys. The wizard is revealed. Get over it. So next week, I'm talking you guys into the first for four episodes of Insecure Season 1. Spoilers, we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I don't yeah. know what you think about it yet, but we'll find that out next time. On, on Talk, Talk Me, Me Into. into. <laughs> which, <laughs> <laughs> which you can find... On Twitter at Talk Me Into. Yeah. Our website is www.talkmeinto.com. You can email us if you feel so inclined. Talkmeinto at gmail.com. Send us a review. Leave us a review. Do all the things. Join us on Patreon. We'll appreciate you. Patreon.com slash talk. Hey, and, and guys, if if you want to like actually read these, I guess we'll just post them yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Somehow. You can you can read the words that my wife said. Why are you so crass about? <laughs> Yours was the most profane, of course. Should we have expected any less? <laughs> well, there were two swear words, and I even wrote down sorry, Jim, in there. And there was a lot of... There was innuendo. Well, the word ejaculates means to eject uh, <laughs> okay. words from your mouth. Great. Jeff, where can people find you and your awesome sense of humor online? They can find <laughs> me on Twitter at J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. It's F5S number 27, where I mostly tweet about how I like Doctor Who and how I like that it upsets crybaby snowflake alt-right losers and also how much I hate Donald Trump. Jimmy, where can people find you on the internet? They can also find me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N E B A F I T C H on Twitter and Instagram, where I'm posting some pics and I don't know, retweeting, maybe. Dan, where can people find you online? He do be retweeting, though. Yeah. I'm on Twitter posting things that will get my name on a future list. Oh. <laughs> at yeah. Danny underscore breakdown. Yeah, they'll no get dissonance, you. Dissonance, no dissonance. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Being insecure. All right, who wants to start the uh, talking yourselves? I will today. Bet your bottom dollar. My name's Jeffrey. Oh, I should have told a little side story about those sneakers. That was really good. I had an awkward confrontation with an employee of Journeys. Oh yeah. You want me to say it and you can put it in if you I'll think it's worth it. I'll put it at the it. end. He wants to. He's asking you, Jim. Yeah. He worded it in I'll a way put it at the it end, like it's but... your idea. All right. So when I bought these sneakers, I didn't initially intend to buy a pair of mustard yellow sneakers. What did you intentionally buy? Ketchup flavored. No, way better <laughs> than that. <laughs> I was sneakers. at my local mall establishment and there was a Journey's footwear store. And That's I went in wrong. there and there was a pair of Vans low top old school sneakers that were floral print. Okay, yeah. And That's I said, I, dig it. I went to the employee and I said, do you have these in a size 10 or a 10 and a half? And she said, in men's or women's? And I said, well, men's, but they're unisex. And she goes, yeah, but that's a girl color. Oh, <laughs> wow. And I was like, all vans are unisex. I know this to be truth. It's a fact. So it's either a 10 or 11 and a half, like, you know, 10 in men's or 11 and a half in women's. She's like, they don't make women's shoes that big. And I was like, <laughs> no they're women not are allowed to have big feet, but they're also not women's shoes. They're unisex. They don't make men's and women's shoes. If I want flowers on my sneakers, thing? what? That they don't make men and women's no, shoes? No, for, van, for yeah. vans, it's as far back as I can remember. Oh, okay. I don't know. But I'm like, if I want flowers on my shoes, damn it, let me have the flowers. They were 
beautiful so sneakers. they had your size but she didn't allow you to buy them. no they didn't have my size <laughs> and then i was like can i order them and she's like we can't even get them and i was like damn it so then i was like let me figure out what size i would be because i haven't worn vans in a long time so she's like i have the yellow ones in 10 so i tried them on and i was like i really like these and i bought them then I went home and looked on Van's website, and they have floral print up to, like, any size you want. So bring the mustard ones back. I like them, though. Are they solid mustard? I'll show them to you later, yes. Okay. But now I kind of want the floral ones, so too. So get them both. Just treat yourself. That's a lot of money. Yeah. What are you going to do? I was realizing that right now I have I have 12 pairs of shoes. That's a lot that's of shoes. That's a lot of shoes. I have yeah. four, but that's just because my job requires me to have brown and black dress shoes. Yeah, I mean, that's so. part of my reason, too. I have three pairs altogether, not including... Are we including boots? Yeah. Okay, four pairs oh, of damn it, shoes. I have five, then. I was including boots, so I have... Are we including flip-flops from old yes. days? Because then I have seven. I don't have flip-flops. You don't go to the beach? Nah, mm. I'm too pasty. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay still has a burn on her back from July. Cool. It's, <laughs> it's, crazy. it's so long. It's really bad. Apparently. Hmm. Should get that checked out. See you guys next week. Thanks for listening to this far. <laughs> it used to yeah. happen like every few months, and yeah. now it's like every two years. <laughs> That's because I don't have fucking sleep apnea. That used to happen when I was exhausted. It's <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest laugh. I think- you sounded like a turtle having an orgasm. <laughs> It's like going down the thing. That was almost a recreation of Doc Brown dropping the transistor in Back to the Future and it yeah. getting hooked on his pants. And he's like, <laughs> Dude, I was watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure the other night. Yeah. Like just fing laughing my ass off. It holds so up so funny. well. I, I said, There's so time. many different jokes in there that I get now that weren't like, it, oh, it's so good. I quoted that movie yesterday at work, and they just looked at me like I was f***ing insane. Which quote did you use? I was like, I'm a rebel Dottie, a loner. I've said it a couple times at work, and I'm like, nothing, nothing. There's some comedy fans here. That was my Tinder bio for a while. (laughs) They're like, oh, you're a rebel? I'm like, what? They're like, who's Dottie? It's from the same scene. Pee-wee, I need your undivided attention. (laughs) And he's talking, and he's like trying not to laugh. He's just like, yeah. It's so fucking funny. You're such a loser. So... <laughs> I don't watch that again now. Daniel Baniel, Bo Baniel, Fee Fi, Fofaniel, Banana Fana, Fofaniel. Me, my Mo Baniel? Daniel. Ooh. Ooh. Do you want to play the name game? I love when <laughs> yeah. they fucking prank phone oh calls. Oh my God, that's so funny. They do that on the story. <coughs> really? He just calls me. He's like, Do you want to play the name game? And she's like, No, I'm very busy. <laughs> He's like, Robin, Robin, Bo Bobbin. Alrighty.